Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 97, When Motherhood is Hard. Okay, before I begin, I just wanted to say that if you like listening to this podcast and you find value in it, please, please rate and review it on Apple. Apple offers podcast suggestions according to downloads and reviews. So if you want to help another mom out by helping her discover this podcast, please go ahead and take three minutes to rate and write a quick review. And that way, Apple will show this podcast to people who are searching for podcasts on motherhood. Okay, well, this episode is about the day in and day out of motherhood. In the past month, I've had the opportunity to watch some of our grandchildren from two different families for a few nights while their parents were taking some time to relax and rejuvenate. Family number three with four more grandchildren will have their chance in a few weeks. So I've had the chance to be mom again, full time, to remember how hard this calling is. And I'm also in a few Facebook groups for moms. And one thing I notice with lots of women who post is that they feel like their motherhood journey is really difficult. And I also have clients that I coach who also comment and we work through the difficulties of motherhood. Some assume that it isn't difficult for other people, just for them, that there are some secrets that they don't know. But in reality, motherhood is hard. So what do we do if motherhood is just hard? And how do we feel about doing hard things? Why do some people run marathons or climb mountains or learn new technical skills or maybe lose 100 pounds or endure cancer treatments? I had a friend who fought cancer for 20 years. What motivates people to not only endure but to live with peace and joy when they're doing hard things? We can do hard things. We should do hard things. Hard things are what really matter in life. When something is easy, we don't appreciate it nearly as much as when we invest in something that challenges us. I think that for motherhood, it comes down to acceptance, understanding, and letting go of the expectations we had about being a mom. Before we had children, we couldn't possibly know what was going to be required of us. So everything is new, and new things are hard. I remember when I was pregnant with Kathleen, my first child, and there was some commercial that I saw with a mother in a flowing chiffon pink robe, rocking in her chair by the window and nursing her baby with this look of utter calm and contentment. Her hair was beautifully brushed and her makeup, I remember, was simple, but it just highlighted her adoring eyes and soft smile. I don't know about you, But when I nursed my babies, my toes curled in pain every time 
they latched on. And there was no makeup or beautiful lingerie. And as I had more children, there were always siblings sitting next to me, trying to steal my attention away from this new home intruder they called brother or sister. It wasn't what I expected, and it wasn't easy. But I knew my why, and I grabbed onto it whenever I needed it. I thought about my why when I was exhausted because children didn't sleep through the night. When I was impatient because my son left his shoes out again rather than putting them away. When I was lonely at home with children, cleaning up crumbs, doing laundry, teaching children in all aspects of life while my husband was off entertaining clients, which seemed so much more glamorous, but actually it wasn't. When I was teaching the children how to get along with each other and work things out between them, I remembered my why when we had marriage issues. I knew I wanted to grow these children into kind, faith-filled adults. I wanted a family that played together, prayed together, and stayed together. And I was willing to do whatever it took to make that happen. Was it easy? No. The days were long, but the years flew by. And here we are with our youngest of seven, turning 21 in a few weeks. Was it worth it? Yes. Motherhood requires sacrifice. It requires giving up our will to not only do what we might want to do, but also to do what we don't want to do. Who wants to do laundry every day or constantly correct children who speak to us with disrespect? It's exhausting. And it doesn't matter how old your children are, there will always be sacrifice involved as their mother. You lose sleep over a child without a job or a daughter who has a miscarriage. You worry that all the time you put into raising your children who are now adults, choose not to practice their faith, or don't treat their siblings with compassion, respect, or forgiveness. Or maybe trade the values and morals you taught them for new ones that won't bring them happiness. Or maybe you have a sick adult child. The sacrifice doesn't end. Motherhood requires growing in virtues that we may not naturally possess. Patience in dealing with our children, our husband, and a world that doesn't support or encourage family life. Orderliness, committing to routines and schedules that serve us and create peaceful, stress-free homes. Fortitude in the teaching of discipline and respectful behavior to our children, in getting up every day to usually the same challenges of the day before. Generosity, in mind, spirit, and action, all day, every day. Motherhood requires us to be proactive and thoughtful in how we take care of ourselves. This requires us to develop those routines and habits and schedules that serve us rather than a day that enslaves us. My daughter has four children, six years down to seven months. She needs to run for her mental and physical strength. She needs that time alone and the challenge she sets for herself 
to get up and do it. She gets up at 5 a.m. to run before her husband leaves for work. Not easy to do, especially when she was up the night with a baby. But she knows she is mentally and physically happier when she sticks to that routine, and it has profoundly affected her self-esteem to create goals for herself and to achieve them. Six completed half marathons. And by the way, don't kid yourself into thinking that, well, she must just love to run. Very few people I know love to get up at 5 a.m. and run three to four miles. It's hard, but she's committed to that time of self-care. We can't do a good job taking care of our children or our husband if all we're doing is meeting their needs and not our own. We must be proactive and make sure we're taking care of ourselves, and we must sleep. I know co-sleeping or the family bed is popular among some people now, but if you aren't sleeping because of it, then it's probably not a great idea, something you should reconsider. Make sure that you're not committed to something because you think it's the way to do it. You think it must happen that way. Consider how you're taking care of yourself. And if you also work outside the home, then motherhood requires heroic planning and intentional actions, really making your time with your children quality time. Motherhood requires that long view attitude, keeping in mind our end goal, remembering that each day Each moment and interaction builds upon the previous days and moments and interactions. Having that long view helps us be consistent and focused. It helps us understand that correcting over and over and over again is the way children learn. Again, remembering the adults we want to raise. It's helpful to remind ourselves that as soon as our baby is born, Our job is to create independent adults, to teach our children to become independent as soon as possible, because independence nurtures self-esteem, and children who grow up with self-esteem become adults who have self-esteem. And when you have self-esteem, you can make the decisions that you want for your life. And finally, motherhood requires us to depend on God. Mothering is about the closest action we have to identifying ourselves with Christ. Every day we live the corporal works of mercy. We feed the hungry, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. We give water to the thirsty, even if it's in a sippy cup. We clothe the naked by doing laundry and teaching them how to dress themselves. We shelter the homeless and we visit the sick, sometimes many times throughout the night. And we visit the imprisoned, sometimes by going to them in a timeout, by helping them see why what they did was wrong, and offering our love to them. Remember, hate the sin, love the sinner, and teaching them in virtue and good actions. And sometimes we bury the dead in our pain of miscarriage or in the actual death of a child. We practice and teach the spiritual works of mercy day in and day out. 
We instruct the ignorant when we teach the faith to our children. We counsel the doubtful when we're there with the right answers, when our children are confronted with the lies of the world. We admonish the sinner, not in a judgy way, but helping our children see what sin is. We bear wrongs patiently, and we teach them to do the same by teaching them how to interact with others. And we forgive offenses and also teach our children to do the same with others. We comfort the afflicted when a child comes crying because someone has treated them badly. And we pray for the living and the dead by teaching our children empathy for others. In Matthew 16, verse 24, we read, If anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And that's the essence of motherhood. Denying ourselves and taking up our cross without whining or complaining. But we can only do that with God's help. He won't impose his help on us. We need to ask him. So why do we do it? Because it's in the sacrifice that we find our meaning. It is in giving our lives and our will for our children and our husband that they learn to be generous and live a spirit of service and sacrifice. What is your why? Knowing your why and being committed to your long-term goals makes the everyday seem less difficult. And don't forget, expectations ruin everything. From experiences to relationships, know that you had and have expectations, we all do, but then recognize them and let them go. Let go of them and live in the present moment. As soon as our thoughts turn to this should happen a certain way, we feel as if we've lost control of creating a life, as if the expectation was how it was supposed to be, a fact. And since that didn't happen, we're doomed to an unhappy life. But remember, you have the power to choose your thoughts. Choose those that serve you and empower you rather than make you feel defeated or overwhelmed. I would like to suggest that you spend a little time today and do a thought download of why you wanted to be a mother. Make a list of all your reasons. Think about what your goals were and are for your children, for your family, for your life. Look at that list often and choose thoughts that support your why and give you the feelings that will generate the mindset and actions that will bring you joy today and accomplished goals in 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Take care. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd subscribe, leave a review, and share with friends. Thank you. Have a great week.